Hello, this is Stephen Sock from Solutions Brewing Company. I'm joined this week with Robert Kalachuk and Brendan Pipa. And this week's topic is mistakes, <laughs> which every home brewer and even professional brewer has done many, many, many times. And today, hopefully, we have a few amusing or insightful stories for you. Uh, this topic has actually been waiting for a little while. Uh, I mentioned this like three or four streams ago, and we had some good, good in-between topics. So <laughs> it's uh, it's about time we got to this one. Uh, I I kind of want to volunteer to go first, but at the same time, I'm not sure what kind of mistakes you want to talk about. Are we talking like brewing mistakes, or just like beer mistakes in general, like drinking beer oh. mistakes? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 let's keep it to mistakes associated with beer. I mean, we don't need to talk about. Uh life mistakes or other things <laughs> yeah that's but... getting a little that's a little too deep maybe like for one year anniversary or something we'll do something like that <laughs> oh, we should stay away from that topic entirely. um my my thought going into this was uh brewing mistakes but i i, I feel like any kind of beer related mistake is is on the table okay yeah I would say that's a pretty agreeable. All right. Um, maybe you guys should go first then. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can decide what kind of story to tell. <laughs> uh, Brendan, let's have uh, you start. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I'll, I'll talk about probably my, my favorite brewing mistake. And, and it's I, I call it my favorite because it wasn't just one mistake in the brew. There, there were several repeated Anyway, it, it, it was an entertaining <laughs> time. So this a, a cascading amount of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 like those big catastrophes, you know, where it's never just one thing that goes wrong. It's a bunch of little things that add up, <laughs> and then you're you're stuck with a bit of a mess. So, so I I decided a couple of years ago that I wanted to make a winter spice ale, and this is uh, separate from the pumpkin spice ale that I've talked about before, which is a tried and true and awesome recipe. And this one was. I, I wanted to get something closer to like uh, Gravel Island has a nice winter ale um, or the number of Calgary breweries always come out with uh, their seasonal taps. And so I started doing a little bit of research and I was like, well, for the heavier spices and kind of you want some heat in the winter, so you want something with a little bit more alcohol in it too. So it was quite a bit larger of a grain bill than I, I typically have, but you needed that to get the, the higher gravity and the more sugars and all that fun stuff that you need. So... I just went along with it and I was like, okay, great. So I think it was uh, a 16 pound grain bill or something silly like that. Oh, wow. wow. Bought the grain, got all my spices in order and all that sort of stuff. And it came to brew day. So I was like, great, we're going to brew this. Told my wife and all that sort of stuff. Don't worry, like typical brew day, I'll clean up everything and all that. Now, at the time I was doing uh, brew in a bag. So I was using my brew kettle for basically the entire process. You get the, the bag set in there, you set your water, heat it up to mash strike temperature, and then add the grain. And I was typically doing a um, uh, one and a quarter quarts to, per, pound of, per pound of grain. Sounds reasonable. And I didn't see any reason to change that for, for this one. And so I added the water at the appropriate ratio and started heating it up to temperature. Now, this is where the first mistake was made <laughs> because the, the amount of grain I had was quite a bit larger than my normal grain bill is about 50% more, um, which meant I had 50% more water as well. And the brew pot has a finite volume. <laughs> so I had started with more water. I got it all nice and hot. And then I started adding my grain into the bag. 
<laughs> and pretty quick ran out of room, but I still had a lot of grain to go. <laughs> so I spilt a little bit of grain there. Mistake number one. And then I started like, okay, well, you're going to start stirring and the, the, the grain will start to absorb some of the water. You get a little bit of uh, a little bit of space there. So it took a little bit longer than normal to get all the grain into the pot. So that was all fine. I got it all in there eventually, but it definitely added about 20 minutes to my one hour mash. Uh, when I was doing the brew in the bag, I'd always keep a little bit of heat on it to keep it at temperature because the brew kettle's not perfectly insulated and you want to make sure you stay at your, your mash temperature for the appropriate amount of time. Now, given <laughs> that the total volume of everything in there was quite a bit higher um, and any little bits of overheating or anything like that that um, might decide to move around with a little bit of temperature did. So I, I managed to boil over my mash and I'm not sure exactly how I did that while staying at 70 odd degrees. Oh no. Um, but I, I definitely made a mess there. <laughs> so there was a panic, a turn off, turn off the gas and like make sure that everything was kind of getting consistent. So needless to say, the mash did not hold temperature consistently throughout the entire mash process. Made it through that. Decided that I wasn't going to give up. This beer wasn't going to beat me, so I, I was going to keep going. So then we got to the the boil phase. Somehow I managed to boil it over again. That's just a normal <laughs> fuck up and not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> got it into primary eventually. Everything cooled down. Spent 40 minutes cleaning up the kitchen after that because I had made a, a spilt wart absolutely everywhere. And then I have to go away for the weekend. <laughs> so it stayed in primary a little bit longer than it should have. Finally transferred to secondary. I have all the spices and everything in there. That was probably the last fuck up, but eventually I get into the into the keg, pressure it up, take my final readings, and I'm I'm, try, I'm going to struggle to remember the exact numbers here, but it was intended to be a 6.9 or a 7% beer, and I had managed to make an 8.5, 8.9% winter ale. Oh, wow. Uh, which had an appropriate <laughs> level of winter spice and then just a nice ethanol finish so <laughs> this was not the uh the best beer that i ever made i think uh i drank about half the keg and then i bottled some i actually still have a couple bottles of it sitting there that i pull out every now and then just to remind myself of uh well to, to prevent any hubris about beer making and to remind myself that i've made mistakes <laughs> some someday i'll go back to that recipe and and, and try to correct uh, some of these issues i mean i have a new mash system which has the greater volume that i would need to do something at a, a higher grain bill like this I, i'm a little bit better about you know monitoring uh, fermentation and primary and pulling it off before you get you know just pure ethanol aftertaste after it so <laughs> anyway, that that that's my favorite mistake. It was a a fun, uh, noise making, messy situation, but <laughs> learned a few things that day for sure. Yeah, I still remember the taste of when you first uh, they were serving it, and it's like, oh yeah, you can taste all the spices in the back end after the burning ethanol taste in the front end. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did mellow, though. It, it did over time. It did over time. Yeah, so it, it might be interesting to see some of those bottles in, you know, you know, this coming winter season or the next winter season and see if it's mellowed even more. But <laughs> Sounds like, Brendan, you also created a... You also created a use case for having your own still because you know if it doesn't make good beer you can <laughs> you can always turn it into a spirit yeah that actually isn't that that's that's the anti-innocent gun <laughs> tried to create a good spirit and made a good beer <laughs> i was gonna say my story 
oh, that's not as entertaining as that one, I think. It's more of a hubris story. So this was about the time I had gotten my bigger pilot system. So originally I had had a like a eight gallon brew kettle that I was doing on the stove and I had recently gotten a 15 gallon uh, brew kettle and you know cooling system all that kind of stuff and then with it I had to get I you know I could do it on my stove in the <laughs> in the kitchen but I was like no no I'm gonna get a burner for outside and I'll do this in my garage or do it you know in the backyard or whatever but before I did that because I just wanted to check a few things first I was like I'll brew a beer uh, on this new burner, propane burner and all this kind of stuff. So I wasn't doing a double batch, wasn't doing anything special. And <laughs> I, uh, I was brewing outside. So it, I had some problems, like Brendan had some boilovers on that, because the burner was significantly more heat output than I was used to. So getting a nice roiling boil was really, really hard for me. Uh, it turns out, like, my, my normal... Uh, normal mash time and then trying to get everything back on the boil like i was uh, evaporating too much water i was actually going way above what i should have been doing so after the mash and after sparging and i was sparging from within the house i was like oh crap my beer's about to finish i'm about to start cooling it i need to add some additional water and i wasn't about to run back in the house for some reason my my lizard brain was like no don't go back in the house you have a perfectly good outside tap that you can just go and get the water from and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like good job brain we can go get water now generally this would not be a problem if you, you know just got your water or whatever or if you had a hose and let it uh cycle for a little bit and then you know get your water but i didn't do that so this water i hadn't touched in a couple weeks or something like that since watering lawn and all that so it'd been sitting in the sun in this just green standard rubber hose sort of thing and i pulled off i think it was like three or four liters worth of water just like okay that's what i need go dump it into my pot start the cooling process put in my uh you know my yeast you know it's in primary it smells okay put it in secondary it's fine transfer it to the keg, carbonate it. And when I'm tasting it, transferring it from the secondary to the keg, because I always taste at that point, I'm like, there's a bit of a plastic taste to this. Hmm, that's weird. Well, maybe, you no, know, I stressed the yeast or something along the lines of that. Yeah, it should be fine. So carbonate the thing, let it get, get up to volume or whatever, and I take the first pull of it, and you can taste that plastic hose or that rubber hose that was outside baking in the sun. And it was it was so sad because the beer, you could taste the beer underneath. Like the beer was there. It was, uh, I think I was experimenting that at that time with one of my beers I call Amber Sky. I was doing a couple iterations of it. And I was like, oh man, that tastes great after the rubber taste. And it was so foul and like people could smell it, you know, after it was carbonated and everything. So pre-COVID days, I had uh, some cousins over and all that, and we're, they were drinking beer. And I said, okay, on my kegerator, there's the left beer and the right beer. You can only drink from the right beer. And they're like, oh, you know, oh, do you have something special? It's just for you. And I'm like, yes, it is. It's my punishment beer. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, here. So I poured off just a tiny bit of it and let them sniff it. And they go, 
oh, good Lord, what the hell is that? And I'm like, that's me screwing up. And I'm like, if you want to drink it, feel free. But I have actual good beer, and this is for me making a stupid <laughs> mistake. And sure enough, I drank that whole keg. It took me, <laughs> I, I think I forced myself to do about a pint a day just because it needed to be gone. And I just wouldn't waste it. I, I'd had a good beer right afterwards. But I drank that for about, yeah, about oh, just over a month. And then once it was done, oh, the cleaning took forever to get that plastic smell out of it. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, I learned, I learned that at uh, Don't Be Lazy. Go back inside to where there's the nice, fresh, clean water from a tap, and don't use the skanky garden hose <laughs> water uh, whenever possible. It's it's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or get a really long food grade hose. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. no, because and it was funny too because I was using actually that hose to run because it had the right connections. I was actually using it to chill the beer outside as well. Uh, so, you know, just running the cold groundwater through it and just for whatever reason, I'm like, you know what? It'd be great to use this in my beer. Big mistake. Big, big mistake. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I did something similar, but not, not quite like I didn't straight up use, uh, that water to make a beer, but I was using it to clean the gear, rinse this, rinse out my mash tun. Ooh. So I'd finish with the mash and I'd go, well, it's, it's nice, it's nice outside and, didn't think it would be a problem because you're just rinsing it out right yeah but uh no i mean whatever whatever is in there gets into whatever whatever it touches and it eventually spills over yeah and i was having problems with like i had a couple batches where i was like what the fuck um, <laughs> so i guess now i have to make it explicit or maybe chris might have to you know give me a beat there um <laughs> yeah to, to the morning this podcast has unbleeped curse words yeah. <laughs> than that's right. 18 you probably shouldn't be listening to a beer podcast anymore. yeah, yeah. <laughs> true and uh yeah no so i've had it like where it's like just cleaning some gear and i noticed that flavor would come through yeah yeah you you make that mistake once and you're just like yeah nope just house water or water that I know is clear and clean and yeah because you don't want to you don't want to foul up a beer like that I guess I don't have too many big stories like that I've done like a lot of little stupid stuff uh, like what you know like um, so I do my <laughs> brewing in the garage I have my grain and my mill in the basement but I have all my gear on the top floor so I'm going up and down stairs a lot <laughs> Which is not a problem normally. That's how you stay in shape, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, kitchens in the basement, pans are in the attic. Every brew day is also a leg day. <laughs> <laughs> like I've done stuff where it's like you go, you mill out all your grain, and I put it, I go into a bucket, right? And I go, okay, now I got to take this up the stairs to go back out into the garage, and I'll trip on the stairs. <laughs> and then you just like, yeah, a classic, right? But you just milled all this grain. So it's like it's a mix of like this. It's all crushed grain. So it's just like powder and dust and, and some solid stuff. And it just like sticks to everything. It sticks to your clothes. sticks to the carpet. You know, it's like a dust that floats around everywhere. Yep. And then not only that, but now you have to like, what do you do with the grain? <laughs> you just dumped a bunch <laughs> of grain. I think the only thing I was lucky on that one was I was able to like, I vacuumed it all up. And I think I was doing a, I was doing a, a smash brew or something that time. So luckily it was only two row. So I was able to reweigh what I still had in the bucket, and then I just milled more. But 
I was like, like what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, or, or you're doing other stupid stuff. Like uh, my most recent annoying one was uh, I was having this problem with um, the wart not going through the chiller. Like it was getting plugged up. So the, Oh, uh, yeah. I remember this one. Right? So I was, I was having a problem with some hot material. Even though I'm using pellets, like they break down really small. And normally I don't have a problem with them uh, if there's a little bit runs through. But uh, they started, it started getting stuck. Uh, even though uh, after every time I use it, I back flush it to try and get everything out of there. Mm-hmm. Brendan suggested an acid to try to break everything down. Instead, I went and bought a pump, uh, <laughs> which worked the first two or three times. But then all that really ended up happening was this other time, all it did was pump more material into the chiller. So then it like really plugged it up, <laughs> which is super annoying. Because I don't, I don't know if you can picture this, but now you have hot wart that's stuck in the pump and all your hoses and your chiller. So now you have to kill the pump, disconnect hot hoses, and disconnect uh, all the water and everything for your chiller so you can take it out, flush it, and then try it again. And then hope it works the next time. Was this during like actual brew or was this like trying to troubleshoot before it? No, this was during the brew. <laughs> so oh, like, great time. So like I'm literally trying to trying to chill it down and it's is like real time i'm like i got places to be <laughs> like i <got> plans. <laughs> wasn't expecting this um so anyway so now i have like uh I, I bought one of these little that's like a, a tea basket yeah so i put all my hops in this little basket and then i can throw this in so that it kind of tries to keep a bunch of the material in the basket instead of uh floating around in, in the um the wart yeah that's what i i started doing too with the uh hop spider which is basically just a big tea bag uh, sort of thing i've i have found that it actually well i get more recovery after like you know less in my shrub at the end of the day and that it's yeah it's easier way easier to clean and keep stuff clean because hops get everywhere especially the pelletized stuff it gets everywhere yeah they just break apart yeah or when i was first brewing uh this is a good one when i was first Ooh. brewing i had uh took the hydrometer they're very thin glass very light and they just float right and I put it in the pot. I hit the uh, hydrometer on the side of the pot, on the inside of the pot, and it broke it. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> so now my beer has this little piece of glass in it somewhere. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? Do I dump this whole beer because I got a little piece of glass? I ended oh, up... that's, a... <laughs> that's such a shame. <laughs> yeah, luckily, you know what? The, uh, the pot I was using actually had a ball valve on it. So I was like, well, the glass is going to be at the bottom. And the, you know, the outlet is above, slightly above, so it should be okay. So I grabbed, I also grabbed a strainer and I let it run, everything run through the strainer just in case. That was a, a lesson on how fragile hydrometers are. <laughs> or I was going to say light bulbs, I was going to say you were experienced because it was the, uh, you use that knowledge later with the light bulbs in the hot tub incident. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. For, Don't worry, for... I'll... It'll all go to the bottom. And sure enough, it did. <laughs> That's right. For everyone listening, don't hang lights above your hot tub and then try to play crokinole. Or cornhole or cornhole. whatever it was. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, The, bean, the little beanbag <laughs> tosses. Yeah. I ended up smacking a light. And just shattering it all over the place, including yeah. into the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. And good luck finding small bits of glass in a giant liquid <laughs> container. <laughs> Oh, we got like we. I'm pretty sure we got all of it, so like we were fine. Well, no one, no one got cut, so that's so it's a good sign. <laughs> well, that's a good discussion on mistakes, I think. Yeah, that's uh, including the 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 bonus 
hot tub light mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good life lesson to people. Don't do that. <laughs> Keep glass away from water. Yeah. But although we made a few mistakes, we, we never have any problems. We only find solutions. That's true. That's the key takeaway from this. That's right. There's always a way to deal with it or to work around it, that's for sure. Which in most cases is still just drink the beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we talked about like weird physical problems like that, but that even goes for some things like um I had a buddy who's like, I don't I don't need these carboys anymore. I'm like, okay, sweet, I'll take them. You can never have enough carboys. Uh, <laughs> but he was a smoker, so they stank a little bit, so I like gave him a rinse and some soap and clean and I and I thought I I, th- I thought I gave him a good scrub. And uh I went to ferment some stuff in there and and it got infected. Oh yeah, that would. It wasn't a major infection, but there was like this white film, white bubbly film. It was only on the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, talk to Doctor Google about what's wrong there. And uh, yeah, you find out that you know people have had that before. It's not a good thing, but uh, it's also not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And as as the saying goes, if it tastes good, it's okay. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. So, so the trick was you just. Uh, when you're putting your siphon in there, you just put it in really fast so that it just punctures through this film. And then you just siphon until you get to the film and then you stop it. Little things like that happen too. So always make sure your gear is clean. That's good to know. Because I've, I've had a couple of those in the past and uh, sometimes sometimes I dump them and sometimes I, uh, I try and save them. But that's good to know. Just pierce it super fast and yeah, don't don't take any of the bad stuff near the, uh, near the film. Yeah, basically you just... You just have to sacrifice a little bit more instead of trying to get every last drop out of it. Just Well, I think that wraps it up for this week's podcast. Uh, as always, if you have any questions or comments, e- email at us at noproblems at solutionsbrewingco. That's uh, noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. Ah, shoot, I was almost right this time. You got it You got it half mixed, I think, with the social. <laughs> all, all the socials at solutionsbrewingco. And I've been Stephen Sock with my co-hosts Robert Kalchuk and Brendan Pipa. All right. Take care. All right, guys. All right. Thanks. 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 Thanks.